6 o'clock. It's time. It's time here at Mutiny Radio for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We're going to be hanging out with some really great comedians tonight, all putting in their new material, which we are very excited about. Uh, please remember, if you're on the Joke Workshop, that if you feed someone a shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to say something about uh, how much it's shitty in the beginning, at least say... Uh, that they did a really good job with their microphone or that uh, their feet were toward the audience at all times and wasn't that great and then that joke could have been better if blah 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 so remember be nice with your shit sandwiches everyone and everybody pay attention and comment and because it's only as good as you guys make it honestly the more we pay attention and the more positive things we can say about each other or not even positive just helpful it's not blow smoke up each other's asses, all right? I've only had two IPAs, so we'll see what happens. All right, everybody. I'm excited for tonight's joke workshop. Uh, I actually have no idea on the list. Jeremy of Heterotopia, DJ Ashik, he's going to give me the list. You guys, if you aren't listening to Heterotopia, then you don't know what's going on in the world. And you should listen because... Uh, yes, Somalia is a place. I know maybe not all of us can point to it on a map, but there's people that live there. They're actual people, right? Bangladesh, that's a country with people. And I know that you get your skirt for $9.95 at H&M, but just know that someone's making 10 cents an hour. All right, enough of me being political. Your first comedian of the night. I'm very excited because I don't think I know her from the past, so we're all going to be super awesome and pay attention. Ooh, that was very hot. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Geneva Rust Horta! Cool. Yeah, thank you. Cool. Um, right, I don't really... Have a segue into this. Uh, I'm a gayby. I have, I have gay parents. I have two moms, um, two beautiful moms. Obviously, they're lesbians, so they're beautiful on the inside. Um, and so I was born through artificial insemination, which is crazy because I look so much like a real person. But uh, surprise, I'm fake. The G- Geneva is actually. Geneva is my nickname. The name on my birth certificate is Experiment 626. (laughs) But uh, my mom started calling me Geneva when I started school because she wanted me to have a conventional name. Don't have to have a dad to have dad jokes. So, um, (laughs) what was I going to say? it wasn't very difficult growing up with with two moms. There wasn't anything really hard about it, uh, obviously. Um, the only difficult thing was it was quiet. It was quiet in like the halls. There wasn't like a lot of laughter around the house because women aren't funny. <laughs> but I got used to it. What was I going to say? Uh, anyway, they, they divorced and remarried two new women. So I have four Jewish moms. <laughs> Which is great. It's it's fantastic. The only thing that would be better than four Jewish moms would be just the first two that I started with. But I've got the the next best thing. So four moms and an older brother. So I'm the black sheep of the family because I'm the only one who likes cock. 
Surprise. Um, which is weird for me, because I've uh, always taken after my butch mom more. Um, never been very feminine. And uh, it, it's weird, because I'm getting to a point in my life where I'm sort of looking for relationships where I'm the, the feminine one. And I'm not very good at it. And I, it hit me most recently when my flatmate started seeing someone. And they uh, just got together. So they still like each other, really cute. And he came around the other night, and she lit a candle. And uh, I was like, why did you do that? And she said, I just thought it'd be nice, thought it'd be romantic. And I was like, that's so lovely. I'd never think to do that. And I reflected on it. And I've only ever lit a candle once uh, for a guy who was coming around. And it was because I'd had a massive shit right before <laughs> he got there. So is that my time? One minute. One minute. Great. Um, all right, I'll just try some weird shit. Uh, I slept with a guy who told me I was patronizing, <laughs> which I thought was adorable. Um, but I don't really have a... I have a thing where it's funny that I apologize for being patronizing to someone that had spanked me, but that's only funny to me. Um, right, I'll leave you on a, an upper. Um, I've been trying to be more positive uh, in general. Um, I think at any given point in time, we have a really negative self-perception that's really critical. And what happens is we get older and we look back on where we were at that time and realize we're being way too hard on ourselves. And uh, it's not fair. So for example, like when I was younger, I never used to think I had a really attractive face. Like I didn't think I had a sexy face at all. But what happened was I got older and I started actually having sex. And it turns out that my face is what people are most interested in fucking. <laughs> so I was just being silly. And I'll leave you on that. Geneva Rosorta! Yay! Stay up there, stay with your microphone. This is the part okay. where people give comments. They go to the other two microphones. They're up on stage and they say the things that they super, super enjoyed and that they maybe were like, you could work on that or whatever. I would say first, you have great microphone skills. You were, your mouth was right in there. Uh, no, seriously, some people have it too low and you can't actually hear them, but you have great microphone skills. So I'll say that straight up the front. Also, funny jokes, but just on your technique itself is what I was commenting on. So go ahead, people, go up to the places. There you go, open up the, yeah, you can open the window. And then there's a microphone there too. Comments, it's a joke workshop. That's what we're supposed to do is comment on the jokes. So if you guys loved her as much as it seems like, you're just gonna, all right, okay. The, the only thing I wanna say is that I thought that being a fake person stuff is like super unique and I just wanna hear more about that. You know, I mean, I thought the stuff you had was already good. Like the Experiment 66 or whatever was really funny. But just like, there's like, I, I bet there's like, an hour of material there, you know? Mm -hmm. That's all. Anyone else besides delving deeper into Experiment 66? Funny jokes. I guess it means you seem like a motherfucking professional. Everybody put your hands together for Geneva Rust Orta! <laughs> Let's see if you guys can take some notes on your next comedian. 
uh, a lovely human being. He loves throwing money at all kinds of situations because that always makes it better, doesn't it? Put your hands together, everybody, for David Roth! I know the French fry light. I like the French fry light, but no one else likes it. (laughs) Made my first sex tape, Pam. Yeah. San Francisco's getting to me. Made my first sex tape, but it was uh, it was really just to prove consent. Um, with this, uh, <laughs> I bring. I think I'm bringing up my like divorce too much. Uh, like I think I'm just on edge emotionally with uh, with this divorce. Uh, like I was at a restaurant and the waiter delivered bad news, and I was like, "Great, first my wife leaves me, now you're at a ranch." Uh, <laughs> fucking bullshit. Can I speak to the therapist? I mean, manager. Um, how is there not like a therapist at the Cheesecake Factory? I feel like that's <laughs> something they need. Like nobody's turning that that Linda's fudge cake into fuel, you know? Um, it just gets turned into a fupa. How's that, Richard? That's solid writing. Uh, where was that? No one. <laughs> this is true. Like my parents, my parents live in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and they regularly drive like three hours to go to the Cheesecake Factory in Cleveland, <laughs> which is ridiculous. I um. And for the first time I ever, I ended up getting a gig in Cleveland, and I performed stand-up comedy, and I like asked my parents, like, you know, next time let us know if you're any closer. So, <laughs> sick burn, Mike and Rennie. This is how they're spending their re- retirement, is they, <laughs> this is like, they're so fucking Midwestern, it's beautiful. They walk two miles to Dairy Queen, eat a blizzard, and then walk two miles back, like five days a week, like that. <laughs> so special. Uh, oh shit. Yeah, so, um, yeah, you know your marriage isn't <laughs> is going to be in the shitter when your wife gets you a book called Cockfidence, which I know, yeah, I know that sounds just like a fun little joke. Uh, yeah, here you go, Cockfidence. Fun little stocking stuffer. I'm Jewish, but she still uh, made a custom, custom stocking for it. Like... <laughs> You know what's not going to save a marriage is like reading about how to fuck. That's like it would be cool if that's how shit worked, right? Like you could just read like LeBron comes out with a book called like How to Dunk Next Day. I met like the Chinatown Y posterizing Asian kids. That would be fucking sweet, but that's not how it works. Um, I had something funnier to say than that, but that didn't come out. Oh, yeah. So part of the book, uh, it gets like into all these details about how to be dominant. Like it teaches you about like spanking and choking and pulling hair. And I, I tried all that stuff, but I realized, like, what they didn't put in the book was, like, what your facial expression should be. Because, <laughs> like, if you're, reading, <laughs> if you're reading it from a book, there's probably going to be, some, like, some issues. I was just, like, trying to speak, like, yeah, yeah, like, is this consensual? I'm just fucking choking her. Yeah, you need, a f- you need the face to match. That'll get good, Richard, with some perf- practice, right? Performance practice? Like, that could go somewhere. Um... Yeah, I um, yeah, I've been going to a lot of strip clubs. That's my new that's my new pastime. Uh, I saw this one like Jewish stripper. It was it was pretty special. Uh, she was like standing across the room. She like looked my way. We made nose contact, and uh, that's that should get a laugh, right? Uh, and she's just like, so my name's not actually Raquel. It's Rachel. <laughs> and then I came. It was. It's what mother would have wanted. <laughs> the girl with four Jewish moms appreciates that. It's what, it's what mothers would have wanted. Uh, she's like, what's your name? 
I'm like, uh, my name is David Roth. She's like, ooh, David Roth? Are you named after David Lee Roth, the rock star? I was like, no, I'm actually named after David Levi Roth, the Polish cabinet maker. Is that my closer? Fuck. Uh, yeah, but you know what Ruckle liked? You know what she did like, Pam? In her G-string? I'm generous. You know I'm generous, right? I put a $5 bill, okay? You know what she didn't like? When I reached into her bra and got change. Just four ones. She was not into it. All right, guys, that's been my time. Thank you. David Roth! Yay! All right, well, first I loved it, but I have two tags. One, Rachel, go with Hadassah, because the whole Esther thing, like, hot rack, don't look Jewy. Like, Hadassah. Right. You could call her Esther. You could just call her Esther and then call her Hadassah if you want to make it a real Jewish joke, right? I mean, I know. All right. But the other, the other thing is at the end, maybe you take out of her bra, what are the chocolate coins called that you get at Hanukkah? Gelt. Maybe you take your change back in gelt, right? Because <laughs> it's chocolate coins that you're after. If you want to be a Jew, why not be Jewish? That's all I got to say. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed your set very much. Gelt, you got gelt out of her bra. But that the problem with it is it's all smushy because the chocolate, when it's in her bra, gets room temperature. And then you have to like suck weird chocolate out of foil. This isn't fun. <laughs> or rugula. Maybe she's Rahel and she makes the best rugula. And you take your change in rugula from her bra. Because she's got a lot of yeast in her panties, right? And so you can make the right kind of rugula from the. Am I helping your set or hurting it? I don't know. Fellow Jews helping out. Any other fellow Jews want to jump in? <laughs> oh, I'm not a Jew, but I like the cheesecake joke. I think it, if you're going to go with the, you, you're saying like, it, why isn't it like the therapy? Why aren't there therapists there? Maybe the hostess has different sections for like different problems. So like, uh, are you emotionally uh, attached? You could sit here. Like yeah. Uh, are you divorced or do you want to just body shame me for the whole meal because <laughs> you know like sometimes when you go to the therapist they're just make, like, making you feel like shit yeah, yeah. or bring it back to the Jew thing and talk about ah! guilt <laughs> <laughs> have you recently reached into a woman's bra and gotten chocolate out of it yeah totally oh, the marriage the, co- the confidence thing she really did get it for you she really was she got you the book yeah. confidence he's read out okay. of it before it's amazing uh, I don't know if <laughs> If you like this, but the book, like, talk about how the bookmarks were more erect after reading the book than your dick was. Because, I don't know, to me, if you, like, have to read so, so, <laughs> I know you really have bookmarks in there. But, like, you know, sometimes when you're overreading, like, you overthink it. Anyway. He has sticky pads in there, not bookmarks. But the question <laughs> of why they're sticky is up to the yeah, piece I'm, of paper. I like the facial expression thing. Can I just say, like, if you've got that many post-its in the book, yeah. you've got you've got to read from it. Um, and also, confidence is such a great, like, not real word. That, <laughs> like, what other words can you make with cock in it <laughs> somewhere? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Th- you know how you said that the stripper, she was Jewish, right? Yeah. So I didn't understand why you. 
was she surprised that you're reaching for change? Like, I feel like <laughs> I'm agreeing with, uh, with Pam. Like, she would just give you something, like, really motherly out of her fucking breasts. Like, here, here's, a, I don't know, yarmulke, I don't know. What, some, what, what is the, like, her, happy Christmas. Her pasties can act like yarmulkes, tiny little yarmulkes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how some strippers have the tassels, but when she took it off, it was just, like, spinning dreidels. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny if you dressed up in a suit. I always thought it'd be funnier if you did it in a suit. <laughs> Everybody put your hands together for David Roth. Yay. Yay, David Roth. Yay. Uh, your next comedian. I'm so glad that she's back. It's been a little while. She must have had something real in her life that actually happened. But she's back with us, and I'm excited to see her. Put your hands together. It's Florentina Tanase. Yay. It's good to be back. Yeah, I was in New York. Um, they're really bad at catcalling. Uh, someone stopped me, and they told me that I have a look from a different time. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, is it like my 1950s boobs? Or 1960s, 70s, anything with the boobs? And uh, he said, no, uh, I have a look from a different time, like Oregon Trail. <laughs> and in my defense, I think I could make it two weeks in a wagon. I got abducted once, so totally could. Uh, no. <laughs> and then so I told him, like, it's my dysentery showing, and he said, he said to call him, so I don't know. I think I made a good impression in New York. I voted today. Yay! Yeah, girl. Yay! I love this time of year because <laughs> inevitably, like one of your friends says this: "If so and so wins, I'm moving out of the country." Yeah, which gives you a, an idea of what type of people live in Hawaii. Um, I had. <laughs> Someone say that once. I, it, it, it was when Bush was was uh, going at it again, <laughs> uh, and they said, "Oh, if if Bush wins, I'm going to move out of the country. I'm going to move to Hawaii." I don't know. I don't know where that's going. This is topical. Uh, <laughs> I'm not working at the moment, so you think my writing is better? Um, <laughs> But it's not. I, I, I got uh, injured, like my elbow, but it gave me a lot of time to think about like a really important question to me. Like, were they on a break? Yeah, I'm watching a lot of Netflix and reruns of Friends. Uh, but I'm just thinking like if my boss hired somebody while I was on a break, I would just feel like I'm like I'm I'm settling. I'm only like season three with my my work right now, so we're not talking. Uh, I'll work on that too. All right. So, I have an IUD. Thank you. <laughs> get it. But I still get my period. I just feel like you guys want to know that. And no, okay. It's a lot of women. <laughs> Like a lot of women coming out of me. Um, but I, I like the IUD. It's just a catch-22. Like, I got it because I'm a strong, independent woman. 
who wants to have a lot of unprotected sex. Not everyone knows about Patrick, okay? No, yeah, I'm married. <laughs> uh, still unprotected. Don't be jealous, David. Um, but I'm really excited for 2018. Are you guys excited? Cole is excited? Yeah. Yeah, well, think about your future, Cole. Uh, because that's when they're coming out with the male birth control pill. Yay! And you know, okay, it's not a pill. Sorry, guys. It's, it's actually an injection into your ugly balls. Um, maybe they can make like a, a lift with it, too, so it could feel worth it. But you know a female scientist was behind that. Like, should we make it a chewable? <laughs> nah. Get the needle. And I, f I just feel like if women had gotten equality a little sooner, maybe this wouldn't have been like what made it equal for everybody, yeah. you know? All right, thanks guys. Florentina Tanase wants to take big, huge needles and stick them into men's balls. What do we think about that? Woohoo! All right, comments from the peanut gallery. What's up, Florentina? Um, I think there's still like too big of a like comp there's a comprehension gap with a lot of the stuff. It's not like it wasn't funny. I just like didn't completely understand like what the joke was. It was still the distance between like what you were trying to get like the Hawaii thing. I I was a little bit confused about like what the subtext of the joke is or like what are you just that Hawaii is still part of the U.S. And, but it seems far away. I don't know. Like that that was a little unclear. And then uh, was who on a break? When you said that, I just didn't know it you were talking about as well. I thought the needle in the balls, like, I think there could be a lot more, like, emotion behind how that turned out. You could just feel, like, that's crazy. Like, our guy's gonna do that? Like, so our solution, you know, we take a pill. We're gonna put a needle in your balls. Like, I think you can just get more amped up emotionally and when that, I don't know what you totally have to sit, like, I don't know what your point of view is gonna be yet, but I think that's just, like, one of those, like, that's fucking crazy. You're talking about it early and, like, you could just, are you okay? You look like you're... <laughs> You look like you're getting like a hot flash or something. <laughs> so yeah, that just seems like a really like fun emotional thing that you can just bring more like, we take a pill, you're gonna get a needle in your balls. Like this is finally how like feminism's working. So something like, okay. just get you more like into that bit emotionally. And I think that's just maybe like a general note is like, what can get you into your bits? I know like at the joke workshop it's really really hard because it's so new, but like what can get you like excited and emotional about your bits? Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know if this is going to affect that bit at all, but uh, the you, the clinical trials for the birth control have been completely scuttled due to the fact that the side effects of the birth control uh, were considered too severe. Yeah, you guys had Yeah, I was saying you could make fun of that, but it's like... I mean, I just didn't have enough. I didn't okay. I should have. I should have not talked about the first stuff. Just like, oh, mood swings, and you're like, well, that happens to us all the time. Yeah. From, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I, so they they're stopping the the birth control thing for guys. I don't think so. But anything. So you said like the needle thing. Be like, not not like a diabetes needle, like a like those plasma needles, like the real the horse fucking needles, like up the needle game, like the biggest one. Um, and also like with your stories too, but like the IUD, like there's just certain things that like aren't necessary. Like you're like, I still get my period. Like I don't know, was that part of the joke? No, it's something that really happens when you have an IUD. I know, but like it seems period. like I mean not. That if it's not there for the joke, then I don't understand the point of the period reference. 
Right, unless so she just, does something about bleeding. Yeah, 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 yeah that's all I'm saying. I, yeah. It's it's ex, it's extra and it doesn't add. Yeah, you know, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe to up the ick factor, instead of injecting into the balls, go like into the urethra of the penis, like right in the eye. Just for, oh, maybe too much, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe to get it, they first have to get a catheter in their penis and then they have to get a huge needle in their balls. I mean, you might as well, like... I mean, it's already no. We know that it's never gonna happen because guys will never. It'll never happen. So you might as well just embellish the fuck out of it. It's it's never gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Bring my needles here next. Everybody, put your hands together. She's bringing her needles next week. Florentina Tanase. Uh, your next comedian, a wonderful human being, uh, big part of uh, the I, I don't the Desi Comedy Festival, which happens every year. You guys should see him. Uh, he runs the setup at Two to Two Hyde every Saturday. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together. It's Richard Sarvante. <laughs> Ooh, that was nice. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey, so uh, it's good to be here, uh, but l I did not ask to be here, okay? Uh, this is what happened. So basically, uh, 32 years ago, my dad just jizzed inside of my mom, and he just thought that I would be okay with the result of that. Uh, and I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about that, because I feel like this is too much to just be like, oh, yeah, I'm sure he'll like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... Like, even if I'm going out to dinner with my friends, I'm like, hey, do you guys want Mexican or Thai? You know, I'm never like, hey, come on, come on, we're going to this thing. It's like, uh, I don't know, 80 years long. Uh, it's, uh, it's fun sometimes, sad sometimes, boring most of the time. Let's go. Samosas! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm Indian and samosas are an Indian food. <laughs> it's, it all got tied together. I love eating samosas, I, uh, but I, these days I'm doing this thing where I only eat things which occur in nature, okay? So what this means is I can't eat coconut shrimp because I can't imagine how that would ever happen. You know, I don't see a coconut falling off a tree and hitting a shrimp. Um, I'd be totally fine with coconut squirrel, though. <laughs> it occurred. You get it. Come on. It's, you know, put the things together. Um, you know, if you want to be really famous, you know, you just have to, you have to get some food named after you. Like, here, I don't know anything about Arnold Palmer's golf, but I think about him three times a week. <laughs> okay, like, same thing with uh, General So. Uh, cannot name one battle this guy fought in. Love his chicken. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope the same thing happens to me, you know, like, come on down to comedian Richard Sarvate's fluorescent light store, the best lights in the business. Oh, I guess I should do a food. <laughs> Sorry, I'm joke workshopping my own jokes. <laughs> um, okay, so my name is Richard. My middle name is Sachin, which is an Indian name. So the reason this happened is because my dad wanted to name me an, an American name. My mom wanted to give me an Indian name. So they compromised and just gave me an American name. <laughs> and so, and the, my mom just gets like this consolation prize of the middle name, which no one ever uses. Uh, and that's just how, like, my parents compromise. They're like, uh, 
all right, my dad wants Mexican food. My mom wants sushi. My dad's like, okay, let's get Mexican food. We'll drive by the aquarium on the way home. <laughs> I'm trying really hard. <laughs> Basically, in my family, uh, compromise just means my dad gets whatever he wants. Um, so, like, I always thought that's just what compromise meant, you know, and on the news they would be like, you know, American forces are having trouble coming to a compromise with the Iraqi government. I'm like, why don't we just compromise and just kill them all, you know? <laughs> you know, it's, it's not up to them. This is a compromise. <laughs> uh, that's so stupid. Uh, I, I was thinking a lot, like, what's the best feeling in the world, you know? And I think the best feeling in the world is when you wake up in the morning and you're too sick to go to work. You know, you like wake up, you're like, fuck, it's Monday, fuck. Oh my God. Oh my God, I think I might be sick. Could I be too sick to go to work? And you send that email to your coworkers, you know, and then after that, the world of possibilities opens up. You know that like brunch place next to your house has like a two hour wait on Sunday? You can just walk right in there. <laughs> just scream out your order. And the whole restaurant is just full of sick people. <laughs> just having the time of their lives. Bottomless mimosas for me. I'm sick. I need my vitamin C, goddammit. Thank you, guys. Microphones. <laughs> Tell him what is so funny about his jokes. David I Roth at the microphone, this. please. There goes David Roth clipping it off the back. David Roth with the feedback. Yeah. Um, for the the way you start your set, it's good to be here. I think it would be like a funny self-effacing moment. Be like, not here specifically, like here, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like an option. I mean, I love Mutiny Radio, but, but you could <laughs> poke fun at the venue. Um... I thought there was something really funny about General So and like what he did to like was there some sort of battle with he massacred chickens like how did that guy get associated I think you could just connect those dots more Arnold Palmer like beverage and General So especially with chicken like just envision the world where his you know war mongering earned him like a chicken dish yeah yeah. just like it's a very fun thing to imagine and you took us like 10 percent of the way but like i think you're really good at like painting those kinds of pictures where Mm -hmm. like those little sort of imagined scenes and i just think those scenes can be set uh better um i will give that a shot dad oh yeah and you you kind of explain the joke of your dad gets what he wants in a compromise yeah that was like the end that was like your sort of last ditch at no one's getting this yeah which is which is good that you said that because i think that's the way you need to set up the joke in in okay. my family compromise means my dad getting what he wants and then that's like gonna get people that's like the straight line that's gonna get us kind of on board the concept and then i think it's like a fun thing but you're just yeah like with yeah, more. it just needs to be uh, clear. Yeah, just yeah, but it was like you know, I was like kind of on board. I think it's like a fun thing, and then you'll get there. But I think yeah, you just need to like do that subtext line first, and then mm-hmm. take us to that. So yeah, I mean, cool. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks, man. Uh, I don't know if that was an accident to do the uh, neon lights thing. What? Uh, like, I should get a food named after me. Oh, I'll get like the neon lights. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I just sort of yeah, just said that. I like that, though. I like it that it's wrong, oh, okay. like not food. It's not food? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, What's up? I thought of it just like right before going up. 
I um I uh, really like the uh, the sick bit about you know like everyone having a blast at the restaurant mm -hmm. and just making one is the ultimate version of that then like having cancer because then you're like every day is like you know like they're the ones who are really living it up with the Disney yeah, yeah. all access passes and <laughs> you know they're, they're never going into work I'm just <laughs> yeah 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 I don't yeah, know yeah. just an extension potentially the ultimate okay. vacation yeah but maybe you should yeah maybe that can end up leading to like the but you don't want to get to like the make a wish level or something yeah. right, right 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 finding the right balance of <laughs> yeah, sickness yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was really fine cool thanks man all right thanks guys Richard Zerbata, everybody. Yay! all right your next comedian is what i believe to be a new comedian here at the joke workshop because i tried to friend her on facebook and she didn't exist therefore you must clap like you've never clapped before slap those meatballs together for sabrina miller <laughs> Right. Thanks, everybody, for the warm welcome. Uh, let's see. What did I? What have I done lately? Oh, uh, I did a new set at Brainwash last week. Correction: I attempted to do a new set. I mean, I completely blanked after the first joke, and like it was only by some minor, minor miracle that I was able to remember the last bit. But like it was basically like bleh, to the sea of expressionless faces. It was like really sad. It's like afterwards, I rushed out onto the patio and tears were just streaming down my face as I tried to figure out what the hell went wrong. Did I not get enough sleep? Did I not rehearse enough? Was I too stressed about the possibility of Proposition 64 not passing? Then it dawned on me. I was like, wait a minute. Sabrina, didn't you start a new medication? I was like, yeah. Did you even bother to read the entire list of side effects? Uh, oh, here, just give me a second here. Go ahead and double check those side effects, see what happened here. Uh, what is that? Uh, I heard someone laugh. I know my jokes aren't that funny. Wait a minute, is there? Oh my god. Reminder do not take before set. Well, that explains why it may cause short-term memory impairment is on there. All right. <laughs> well, here's another thing I learned from last Thursday, and that is sometimes comics gonna blank and hecklers are gonna hate, but you gotta shake it off, shake it off. You gotta shake it off, shake it off. <laughs> that's right, folks, that's right. <laughs> Taylor Swift is wise. I really respect her for crossing over from country to pop. It's a like bold move, but it's nowhere near as bold as crossing over from male to female. Let me tell you something. That takes a huge set of bank accounts. <laughs> Blanking again a little bit. Okay, you get, a lot of qu um, <clears throat> you get asked a lot of questions when you're transitioning from male to female. The same ones over and over and over again. Yeah, one times. My favorite one has gotta be, Sabrina, what if you change your mind after your surgery? Don't you know it's irreversible? I'm like, God, I fucking hope so. It would really suck if I went to my gynecologist for a follow-up appointment just to hear her say, 
Sorry, Sabrina, but it's starting to grow back. <laughs> what the fuck? I thought my clitoris was just swollen. <laughs> no. No, I'm afraid it's not the uh, female Viagra. <laughs> and that's when you realize you got a lot more to worry about than getting ready for the holidays. You got to trim the tree and your clit. Yay. <laughs> Christmas carols will never be the same. I'm dreaming of a normal clitoris. Uh, I don't think I want to end on that pussy joke. In instead, I want to go ahead and sing a song about uh, sex reassignment surgery to go ahead and dispel some, dispel some of the uh, myths and misconceptions. Here it goes. SRS, SRS, no, you don't snip it off. You make a slit, scoop it out. <coughs> and turn it inside out like a sock, then you'll find your new vagina is lined. The dude over there is freaked out. Inverted genitals never bothered me. All right, that's it for me. Sabrina Miller! Yes! Inverted genitals never bothered me. Beautiful. Uh, no, I thought that was amazing. Uh, the only thing I would change is the whole uh, normal uh, clitoris. It's a white clitoris. Like I'm dreaming of a white clitoris. Cause it's like that. Isn't that the next word in the right, real songs? Where you're like, Christmas. it's a little, clo a little more suspense. Yeah, yeah. yeah just white clitoris. And yeah. you are white, so it works. Yeah. It would be better, I guess, That'd if you were black. Cool, yeah. But <laughs> well, actually, technically, I was a trans woman of color during the summertime. I spent a lot of time at Dolores Park. So. <laughs> That's very funny. Or another Christmas song, Up on the Rooftop, Click, Click, Click. Oh! oh! I, li I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure to make a note of that. That's for, uh, great. You could listen to whatever. Um, uh, also, God, I had a thing with uh, keep, other people keep talking. I can't remember it. Shit, you know when a thing's in your head and you're like, oh, I'm going to say that. And you're like, oh, fuck. I had, a, I had a thing to say and I'll have to keep someone else's thing. I take Ginko for that. I <laughs> it? Oh, it's about this. Okay, so this is a totally different area to go, but my ex-husband was a veterinarian, and what they have to do to male cats when they get really bad kidney stones is they have to take their penis and they have to invert it and make it into a cat vagina because it can pass their kidney stones as a cat. Just wow. an interesting thing about sex reassignment in cats, and it has to do with kidney stones and um, urinary tract stones, and it happens in cats. So that oftentimes they will take boy cats and they will turn them into girl cats and they will take their penis and they will invert it and make it a vagina so they can pass their kidney stones. Just an interesting tidbit about animal general reassignment. No, I think that I think I can actually pair that with a urinary tract infection joke that I have. Awesome. On, so. so yeah, talk about you can look it up too. It's a real thing. Like uh, this happens to boy cats all the time. It's like an emergency surgery. I, I definitely have to Google that. <laughs> yeah, they actually have to take the urine because it, they can't escape. So they have to take the urine out of their um, thing with a, with a needle. They like pull it out so that the cat can live before they do the surgery. They have to pull the urine. Anyway, my ex-husband was a veterinarian. All right. Does the cat even want to live after <laughs> Right. Well, no, of course he does. Now he's a girl cat and his life is way better. He always wanted to be a pussy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just, we're having fun here at the joke workshop. Is everybody, do we have other, um, you um, had a great set of I have some, up, there you go. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> When you said Prop 64, 
I think it might be good to like if I don't know if there's like a name for it, just because people might not know what Prop 64 is. Yeah, I forgot to do this. Oh. Okay. It ends Got tomorrow, it. anyways, so everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I really liked your English, uh, your gynecologist. I thought that was pretty funny. Thank you. Like the accent. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. It's Sabrina Miller! Come back again and again. Now, uh, totally strangely, uh, in the confluence of events, our next comedian has the same last name. Everybody put your hands together for Alex Miller! Millers. Uh, that cat shit was pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, there's a topic that's been coming up a lot. Uh, it's been a conversation uh, between me and my friends a lot lately, which is pretty weird because uh, I'm an adult and uh, uh, all my friends are adults too. Um, but uh, I don't believe in ghosts. And uh, I know. Uh, but I have a lot of friends that do, and uh, I was talking to one of my friends the other day who does believe in ghosts, and she got mad at me when I told her that I don't. And she was like, oh my god, you don't believe in ghosts? I'm going to come back one day and haunt your ass. <laughs> and I was like, all right, uh, that threat doesn't really phase me, because I just told you like two seconds ago that I don't believe in ghosts. But even if I did believe in ghosts, uh, I don't think that threat would really phase me either because every account that I've ever heard of a haunting makes ghost haunting sound like mildly annoying at the very worst. Like a ghost like turns the light on and a ghost like turns the light off or like my keys were over there on that side of the room and like now they're over there on that side of the room like ghosts. Uh, it just seems like everything a ghost does out on a haunt is like super boring and I don't get it because presumably if you're a ghost out on a haunt, like you could do like anything you want, like with your supernatural, like ghost magic, you know what I mean? Like, like why be so mysterious? Like let everybody know that this is a ghost haunting and not just like a regular house doing regular house shit. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe ghosts need to have like some pre haunt pep talks with each other, like ghost to ghost or something like, Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, I see you're uh, about to go out on a haunt. You're getting ready to do the uh, light on, light off. Yeah, I know that one. Um, <clears throat> just going to throw this idea out there for you, just like spitballing. What about uh, you maybe like, I don't know, manifest as like a recognizable image, like a human f floating and glowing and just announce like, hey, what's up? I'm a ghost. Uh, this is a haunting. Uh, this is not your house doing regular house shit. This is me making it look like a house doing regular house shit. And then, uh, no, there, there will be no, no, no mystery after that. Uh, anyways, I think that if, uh, ghosts can float shit around, they should be able to get a simple message like that across clearly. Uh, anyways, that's all I got. Yay! I 
Alex Miller. I'm a terrible host. I'm sorry. I was I was smoking cigarettes, and uh, I apologize. Good. Hey, everybody. Alex Miller, what do you think? Yay! I think if you're going to make your friend ditzy, maybe say, and you're saying that ghosts are annoying, maybe just if after she says, I'm going to haunt your ass, maybe say, what the fuck are you going to do? Go on your Instagram during dinner? Or something annoying that she would do in real life and that you would find annoying. Or something nice that she could do, like, boo-kake. It wasn't supposed to be annoying. I just only have, like, one girl voice that I can do. And it happens to be an annoying girl voice. So. Oh. Alter that, I guess. Boo. No, I'm just saying, because I'm just saying if you want to connect it, because you're saying ghosts do annoying things. So why not just talk about how your friend would come back as a ghost to do annoying things that is specific to her rather than just ghosts? Because it's like we know that they turn the lights on and off already, so you're just walking us through what ghosts are doing. I liked it, though, except I, it was a little hard to hear you, and I don't know if it was like the way you were holding the mic, so I couldn't quite hear everything you were saying. Yeah, I'm just like super nervous. So I think I was don't be nervous. Okay, here you go. Maybe, maybe the girl ghost would notice that you didn't take your shoes off when you passed out and she drew, drew dicks on your face with like a ghost sharpie that can only be seen <laughs> in like 3D or not 3D like black light or something it's like a ghost sharpie n- big dicks on your face no, that's like really annoying now like mildly annoying <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe maybe if uh, she's already annoying you and she's like I'm gonna haunt you later you could just be like we're already talking I feel like you're haunting me as is you don't need to draw this out you need to die for me at this point right. you've already you're already haunting that seems like a lot um yeah the other thing it seemed like uh especially in the last thing when you it seemed like there was a lot of uh i guess the rude way to be it would be like get to the point uh but i feel like you need to uh you know make the, your setups a little more concise especially in the the act out conversation there at the end it was like there was a lot of lead up to actually getting to the point where you're explaining okay no be a human thing uh, and there, there's a lot of room for it though i like I like the idea of the house, um, like regular ghost shit just being kind of boring. Uh, I think you could harp on that a little more. Uh, there's a lot of room for that. I had just one thing to add. Um, <clears throat> it's like maybe if you wanted to, you could throw in like a different ghost joke. Like what if ghosts could vote? What if they would be able to decide the election? It's like folks were waiting for the ghost vote to come in. And uh, you can just kind of run with that, maybe do parallels to the 2000 election or something with Florida. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Just just popped into my head. So. I feel like ghosts would be the last per- people you'd want to vote because they're like old, most of them, and they're probably <laughs> super fucking racist. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> maybe like new murder, like new deaths, like from... I don't know, 2012. Jean-René Ramsey. Yeah, everybody thinks ghosts are from like this century only, it seems like, but they're like 20,000 years ago. But the Jean-René Ramsey ghost could be totally having her own like lobby. You know what I mean? Like lobby of ghosts of like against Trump because she was a child star of, you know, what are they, pageants. And then they were angry about Trump. I don't know. It doesn't matter after tomorrow anyways. So. Hey, everybody, clap wildly. Alex Miller! Hey, we like come back again and again. Come back on Friday nights for the happy hour 
here, six to eight, open mic, good times. You can always listen to all of your sets after on mutinyradio.fm. Just listen tonight to the joke workshop and click on it and yay, give us downloads. Because we only get like 5,000 a month and that's not enough. Your next comedian, is he here? I haven't seen him or made eye contact with him. Is the uh, the, the young, sexy, single Jeff Dean here? He is? All right, all right. Okay. Hey, everybody. He had an amazing set last Friday on Pam Tass's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, you guys can listen to it if you go back. It was called All the Single Ladies and Dudes. Mostly dudes. There were only two single ladies because, well, they're comedians. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jeff Dean. You don't know the whole story. Um, all right. I cried the other day. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I feel like men aren't allowed to cry, like not publicly. I didn't do it in front of anyone or, you know, that would be a burden. Um, but it's underrated. It felt great. I loved it. Um, like people say that like yoga's therapeutic or masturbation's therapeutic, you know, like releases tension, but like crying is by far the best. Um, like I wonder if you could like masturbate and cry at the same time. I wish I could. I tried, it just didn't quite work. It's like oil and water, I feel. <laughs> or like taking an Adderall and an Xanax at the same time. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, I'd like to meet the guy who does. Apparently it's a real thing. It's called crasturbation, which is not to be confused with mas- or procrasturbation, which is just masturbating as a form of procrastination. Um, Anyway, I'd like to meet the guy who has it. It'd be a real tearjerker, you know? <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, yeah, it's a dad masturbation joke. Um, anyway, I try to, like, seek it out now, you know? Like, the other day I watched The Lion King, speaking of tearjerkers. Uh, that really got me going. It's the type of movie that makes you, like, write yourself a note in the morning to, like, call your dad more often and then completely disregard that note. Uh, also, I feel like it gives you perspective, you know, to watch these, like, movies, you know. People, when people tell you to get perspective, though, I feel like they just mean, like, observe other people's lives who are shittier than yours, you know. Like, when they say be grateful, they're like, just remember, like, there's people out there who you're better than, you know. Um, yeah, that's terrible. Um, uh, so like I'll, I'll I'll seek it out like I'll look up YouTube videos of like a calf being taken away from its mother you know that'll get me going. <laughs> but like I need I want YouTube videos that more relate directly to my life and what upsets me you know so like maybe like a video of someone scrolling on Tinder for 20 minutes without getting a match or like someone who orders an Uber and gets canceled like two times in a row. 20 minutes. Anyway. Um, sometimes I get stuck in a situation where I have to go out with one other guy, one-on-one, drinking on a weekend, and we have to, like, try and hook up with chicks, which is not my favorite thing to do just because it's so unrealistic. I get my hopes up, like, it's going to happen, and then it never does, and I consider it a bad night. So I just try and have fun with my guy friends now, you know? just get some good male bonding in. And what always happens is the other guy does end up making up with, making out with someone. He's like figured it out. 
And it's like, what happened to us, you know? Now I'm forced to, like, talk to someone. And I'm, like, hovering around them. <laughs> it's just awkward. Anyway, uh, I need to write on more on that. Um, but it's like even just going out trying to meet girls is awkward. Like you're just, I feel like you're trying to meet two other girls who are in the same situation and they know that you're going to talk to them. Like it looks like we're drawing up plays on the sidelines. We're looking right at them. Like they know that we're coming. I just feel bad for them in that situation. Um... Anyway, that's my time. I'm Jeff Dean. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean! I think the subtext was he wants to have a threesome. Hey, everybody. Comments. Yeah. I still think it would be funny if you're talking about the... Yeah. The cry masturbation, and then the video makes you want to masturbate, but still not a count. Anyway. Uh, I think at the end, you know how you're talking about the two women and what are the chances they're in the same situation? Since you were talking about it and it was part of your set, why don't you say, like, what are the chances that they cry while they masturbate? I don't know. Forget it. I feel like you can work through more words than just, like, cry-sturbation or whatever. I think you should work it out with us. You should be, like, master cryshun or, like, you can do, play with the words a lot to make it, like together so you don't just come up with your own word but like let us choose from the one that sort of sounds the best that has yeah crying and and it's also i've heard tears are an awesome lubricant <laughs> uh, what so about I, th I thought it was pretty funny that like it's basically like you can't multitask right like because you can't jerk off and cry at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah. like so I, I, you could I be like that. like i'm really bad at multitasking like i can't even walk and chew gum you know so like this is like another level. Crying and masturbating way too hard. Yeah. What about oh, cry baiting? Cry baiting? Cry baiting. Well, you don't want to make a baby. Baiting, so, baiting. Because it's like the anti-baby. Because if you're crying and masturbating, I mean, unless you do it into someone's <laughs> butt crack and it like seeps down into the vagina late night where you're just not watching. That's mm, true. Uh, hey Jeff, big fan. I feel like you could do more with uh, the the one-on-one -on -one guy date. That when they start making out, you're kind of hovering over. It. You just you kind of trail off and you end it there. But I think that's a really funny image of you like hovering next to the dude, like maybe trying to get in on it. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, you can, like follow them home and just kind of like yeah, the window like the, excuse me, miss. Uh, we were having bro time. Like you end up cockwalking him or something. Um, There's a burrito on the side that's getting cold. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you've got, you've, got, you've got two burritos with the wicker candle melting down as you're sitting there with a glass of wine half empty. Like, you're still with that bitch? It's ridiculous. I've been here the whole time. Uh, yeah, that's it. Put your hands together, everybody. Jeff Dean! I just see two guys without a knife, like, splitting a burrito in, like, the foil and just twisting it, right? Like, because there's no implements. It's like, two guys, like, you hold this half and I'll hold this half. It's like a wishbone. We're going to twist at the same time because we don't have a knife. And they each take their half of the burrito. It's the beginning of a, that's, okay, I should uh, maybe make some porn. Your next comedian, uh, I feel like he just left his job to get into porn today. 
Put your hands together, everybody. It's Greg Gettle! Hey, yeah, today was my last day as a Segway tour guide. Uh, I am now, uh, starting tomorrow, I am a bus tour guide. Uh, <laughs> yep, thank you. Uh, but I, I think I am, I, I am going to miss, like, the, the stories that you get being a Segway tour guide. Like, my favorite memory, uh, I, was given a, I was given a Segway tour as me and, like, a family of four, and I was taking a parent to their, uh, the, I was taking a picture of the parents in front of Al, with Alcatraz in the background, and I, I was like, do you, do you want to get, like, a family shot with the whole family? And they're like, yeah, they don't want to take a picture with us, but if you, if you can get convinced them to take a picture, that'd be awesome. So I was like, I got you. So I went to the kids, I was like, hey, we're going to do a group shot. They're like, we're not taking a group shot. I was like, I know parents are, like, weird or whatever, but, like, it would make their, it would really make their trip. So, like, please, can we just get one picture? Like, we're not taking a picture. I was like, why would you not take a picture? They're like, because he's fucking somebody else. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. And I segued. <laughs> so do you guys want a new shot in front of Golden Gate Bridge? They're not going to take a fucking picture with you. Uh, Tiburon's in the back. That's a nice picture. Um, no, uh, a lot of people don't know this about me, but uh, I was actually uh, deaf till the age of four. And uh, the, the reason why I was deaf till the age of four is because my parents had no idea I was deaf until four. <laughs> They just thought I was quiet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and like this isn't one of those like, oh, like my parents weren't around. I didn't want it to be like come across as that because like m my parents were always home. Like my, my mom was a stay-at-home mom and she didn't notice anything <laughs> out of the norm. <laughs> like I just think it's weird like if you just, like picture yourself like going to work and like talking to someone for four years and then after that four years you're like, Dude, I think Richard is deaf. <laughs> like, I thought he was just giving me the silent treatment uh, for four years. Uh, nope, couldn't hear. And the thing is, like, I would communicate through my brother, and then like my brother would answer for me. Be like, I'd be like, because I wasn't making words. I was just make sounds, and they'd be like, uh, yeah, I think he's trying to say he's fucking deaf. <laughs> 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 and like. And the thing is, like, I was like, Mom, what, what, like, what happened? She's like, oh, you had junk in your ears, which is the medical term. Uh, <laughs> bunch of junk in my ears. And uh, I was like, what, what, like, did you go to the doctor? Like, well, yeah, we took you to the doctor, but they said that, uh, yeah, either you're deaf or you might have just been slightly retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what kind of insurance did we have growing up? Like, what was that test? <laughs> Uh, yep, 98 degrees temperature. Yep, uh, either deaf or retarded. Uh, just look at them. And a lot of people get wor uh, weirded out when I say that word, but it's okay because I was uh, diagnosed retarded. <laughs> so I get to say it. Um, one more thing. So, do like, Donald, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of Hillary Clinton, but the reason why I hate Donald Trump is because I, I think he's just racist. And I just feel like, like there's a lot of racist people out there, and I feel like it's our grandparents' fault. <laughs> yeah, because like they got raised by really race, like more racist people, at least mine did, and then like, and then I like knew my grandparents, and I don't think that should be a case. I don't think grandparents should ruin two generations of people with their ideas. So I feel like you have to be at least 18 years old before you can see your grandparents for the first time. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, just kind of know you're an adult and have your own ideas a little bit. And then you meet Grump Grandpa Bud and he's like, okay, he's uh, a little out there, but I got some. And, and even if they don't make it to your 18, like you just get their money. Uh, it's a good way, great way to remember somebody rather than their racist ideology. Um, also, either that or I feel like we should just move all the old people to Florida. <laughs> and just like, I saw this thing about like uh, Alzheimer's where they have like these towns uh, for Alzheimer's patients where they go around town and all the people working are like nurses. And I want that to be like, oh yeah, your, your vote counts. Yeah, for sure, for sure, old people. And just not talk to them um, or count it. My name's Greg. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, when you go by, uh, when you're on Geary and you go in between Jones and Leavenworth, make sure that you yell up like, famous comedian Pam Benjamin up to your left. And I'll, 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 I'll jump out the, I won't jump out the window, but I'll hang my titties out the window. Absolutely. Because I'm usually naked with my cat. <laughs> Yeah, on, on when you when you go by Geary, give me a shout out. I'll come up to the window. I'll I'll wave, and uh, I'm not usually wearing a top, so it'll be fun for everyone. It's, I mean, when I'm working from home, I'm working from home. Am I right? Uh, great. Who has things to say? I put a shirt on. I don't know. I think your old set was hilarious. You're amazing. Yay. Anything else? Thanks for running Tuesday nights. Hey, everybody, if you haven't been to Tuesday nights at OMG, it's great. He makes everyone sit up in front, so it's just like this. Like, people are actually paying attention because he forces them to do it. And you get an extra two minutes if you buy a drink. So it's a really great thing to do on Tuesdays, so you guys should do that. Does anyone have any comments, or was he perfect? He was was perfect. (laughs) I just, I think it's really interesting that you... You were deaf for the first four years of your life, and I would like to hear a little bit about what you thought about the environment. Like, you know, your parents must have been moving around, like talk or talking, but you can't hear them. So, what were you thinking? Like, oh my God, do I have retarded parents? Like, <laughs> they they can't even uh, like communicate with me properly. Like, you know, just those kind of things. I, I, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll think more of that. Yeah, for sure. It's just. <laughs> oh, they're Looking angry crazy. <laughs> again. <laughs> again, crazy. Yeah, or, or you must have kind of figured out a system so what was you know like yeah for sure no yeah I'll, I'll yeah definitely think about that for sure yeah cool um did you like grow any like special skills from like can you see like really good <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like if you're deaf like maybe your your vision's like just heightened i don't know i don't, I don't think so yeah <laughs> did, did you get that super strength yeah <laughs> Yeah, 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 let's go with that. Yeah, I guess, no, I, guess, I think I got more of that retard strength. Am I right? I think they're stronger. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I thought it was really funny talking <laughs> about, like, <laughs> I thought it was really funny talking about, like, placing limitations on, like, an age range when you can talk to your grandparents because yeah. they're racist. Like, maybe, like, there's, like, classes you take in elementary school and, like, how to talk to your grandparents and not, like, become racist. It's gonna be hard. You know. <laughs> that's now. That's, that's your young. Your brain's a sponge at that age. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, does anybody else watch Westworld? Yeah. 
Okay, so doesn't he look like the guy in episode three that bashed his own head in when he walked into the whole thing? I know! The guy was taller and you get to see his dick later. We've never seen Greg Gettle's dick, but we did get to see his smashing head. If you haven't watched Westworld, it's a Greg Gettle character. He's on the motherfucking show. He's a big, he's a crux in the plot. If you watch it, you'll see that your doppelganger gets, he murders himself. No one else loves Westworld like I do. Fine. You should watch it so that you can see that you can do a joke about it because you look just like one of the characters. Smash this. He was a woodcutter. <laughs> oh, well, I'll keep that in mind. Uh, I'll write that down. What I'm saying is watch Westworld <laughs> if you haven't. Uh. Nobody, no one likes philosophical <laughs> TV shows. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Greg So what you're saying is you don't like Westworld? You're saying no to Westworld? Shut up. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, in, I'm freaking out over this new series. Smartest thing I've seen on TV in a long time. Your next comedian is one of the smartest people I've seen in comedy. He does weird shit, and not everybody gets it because they don't know about any of our presidents. Put your hands together for Ian Levy. My- I'm a f- floundering philanthropist. I'm a floundering philanthropist. I'm a floundering philanthropist. I'm a f- floundering philanthropist. I'm a 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 I'm a floundering philanthropist. I'm a floundering philanthropist. I'm a floundering philanthropist. I'm I'm a floundering philanthropist. 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 What am I? was made in a factory out of Chinese orphan tears. Like, that's not okay. You can't. We live in this fucking world. And then I thought, you know what? I won't forget the technology. I'll do it old school style. I'll go door to door. I'll go door to door and just get people. We'll do this Jehovah Witness style. And did that work? But then I realized I can't just 
go nude, I have to wear clothes, and all my clothes are made in a fucking factory in Bangladesh by people whose only joy in life is knowing soon they'll be free by the sweet release of death. So I thought, oh, you know what? I'll just stay home. I'll just stay home and stay informed. That's like no technology. I'll just do this old school style with a newspaper. I'll get the fucking newspaper. But I can't get the newspaper because the newspaper's made out of fucking trees, which are running out of. I can't even read the news. It's the only thing that creates oxygen in this world. The only thing. And I wasn't even reading the newspaper. I was just trying to do the crossword puzzle and failing. I couldn't even finish Monday. Monday! Fucking Monday! This is all a sham! It's all bullshit! I don't even know who I am anymore! I'm just, I, I try to have a personality, but I'm just a fucking person. I'm a man in San Francisco with a beard who mostly wears collared shirts and has opinions on Italian films. What does that even mean? What is, yes, everyone knows La Dolce Vita, Federica Fellini's Italian masterpiece is, is brought us out of the Italian neorealism movement and into a surrealist movement that revolutionized film. But what does that mean? I just read it on fucking BuzzFeed to sound interesting so people think I have opinions and, and, and donate to charity. So what am I? What am I? I'm a fl floundering philanthropist. Just a, just a floundering fl philanthropist. Just, just a, just a philanthropist. <laughs> I don't have any critiques, but Ian, like, you've always someone, you've always been someone I've enjoyed watching, but that bit was so beautiful. <laughs> like, from start to finish, from floundering to the land place where you were actually floundering towards the end to your breakdown, uh, you and the, you and like some of the other crew that you run with have like this unique style and energy. It's not just based off of jokes, but it, uh, it's a genuinely, it's a genuine presence and, 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 uh, feel that you project onto all this and you kind of just suck this into that. I, I, that was beautiful. I, that's all I got to say. I enjoyed that you, particularly as you began to go through the paradoxes that you would have if you tried to be a true philanthropist, from the orphan tears that are in the conflict minerals on our phone to the fact that uh, she's like, I don't mean to weird you out with the, by the praise, but that was a great bit. Keep it going. You don't have to extend it on for 10, 15, but even if you just open that for the first five, he Dude. did a straight four, and it was great. And it's, it's, I think they call it anti-comedy is what they call no, it. No, that was pure comedy. No, no, Fuck it, the it anti. is. But no, but they call it like you were, I mean, you committed to your bit, and it was rad, and then you brought it full circle, and, and you worked hard through it, and it was very funny. Like, yeah, it was, I, I mean, I was, I, just as Ken Suzuki said, I was like, yay. It felt like. You, uh, if you want to, you could shop that bit around with poets. Find, <laughs> no, seriously, go to poetry open mics and do that. that and that's a negative will, review, in my opinion. Well, no, I'm so, <laughs> <laughs> You'll get huge audiences to clap for you big snap time. Their fingers. Yeah, that's no, all. but they'll be, it's <laughs> really, it's, it, because it's not, because it's thought provoking. <laughs> as opposed, no, seriously, okay. it's oh, like. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just I, saying. I do, I, no, I do appreciate that. I'm just shop, go uh, shopping around to like just show up at a poetry open mic and do that, and you'll blow everybody's minds. Other people, 
other people like characters they don't like characters does I anybody know, like or not like characters i wanted to if i had more time i would have done the uh floundering philanthropist for a lot longer because i i don't know have you guys ever seen the christian shaw as a horse bit where it's it's hilarious but it's literally just a man on with christian shaw that is like and her comedian partner and he just goes christian shaw as a horse christian and they do that for 15 minutes without changing a line and it like and it starts out, it's like not funny. Well, that then sounds like, like Reggie really Watts. Funny. So and he seems cool. to have an audience too. Okay. So you can be nonsensical <laughs> and that's cool. Unless, but. unless there's like one more layer because he started off and he kind of layered it in the beginning. And, you, and at first I was like, okay, what is happening? Is he going to do the same thing for four minutes? But you committed, so then I was, you know, into it. But I, I, like, I like the second half more where you were just like ranting. So I, I don't know that... Like continuing to just say floundering philanthropist. If, but, if I but the whole thing add, was so perfect. Yeah. If you're gonna say the same thing over and over like that, I would use Anne Bogart seven points. I don't mean to like reach back into early nineties theater um like uh but what I'm saying is that use in Anne Bogart seven points, she talks about using the architecture. So if you're gonna say the same thing over and over yeah then explore the architecture of where you are, explore uh, the space, explore where you are in space. Like you just kept saying into the microphone, but if you're gonna do it three times and you're gonna keep saying the same thing, don't just modulate your voice as you did, but modulate yourself in this space. So use the wall, use the table, get low, get high. Well, I was- um, And I, Bogart, seven viewpoints. I, ideally, I wanted to like walk around the- Yes. Uni, but uh, I just, because it was on recording on air. If it but was just, you can walk around with this particular microphone it's long enough that you could walk okay, around yeah, through people okay. but explore the space uh look into uh look her up and bogart seven viewpoints and it's about theater i know but you can use it for specific comedy things like you were doing there like okay. because you can make no that sounds good yeah yeah, I'll yeah, definitely look yeah, yeah. hey everybody clap your hands Not wildly ian levy <laughs> I know about theater too. I'm sorry, you guys. My <laughs> my vast wealth of knowledge is coming to nothing except Muni Radio Monday nights. Woo! Del Workshop, yay! We used to do this when I was in poetry school, and that's why we're doing this here. Is that it was like, oh, let's workshop each other's poems, and and wow, that is way more self-indulgent than what we're doing right now. Your next comedian is a hilarious human being. He's very tall. He works very hard at uh, not just being a regular white comedian. Put your hands together for Cole Chapman! I work hard at it despite all of me, it seems. It's not working, not working. I try to differentiate, but I still wear this shirt and these jeans and get this haircut. It's not working out, guys. It's not working out. One day I'll be the tall, proud black woman that I'm supposed to be, but not yet, not yet. I did get a new haircut. Uh, it's the one my mom likes to call a Riri-ass haircut. Just kidding, she doesn't call me that. Uh, thanks, whoever that was. Uh, hey, uh, this election's almost fucking over. Yeah, hooray, yeah. I've been counting down the goddamn minutes. I have been stressed out of my goddamn mind over this thing for like two straight weeks. It's been horrific. It was so bad. I, I actually decided to finally uh, register for my pot card, uh, which is 
you know, a thing that I guess California is supposed to do. But it just, I thought about it for a second because I'm usually the guy who used to fly under the radar. Like my roommate had the car and I was like, cool, just buy weed off of you, stay off the grid. But this election has like gotten me so worked up that I have to register with the state that I will abuse a schedule one drug regularly just so I can take my mind off this fucking thing. It's insane. And you know what the worst part about it is, is I went to uh, this like weed doctor, right? Who's just like there for fun, right? She's not really, like, I don't, I don't know to take like, like, you know, it's fucked up when your medical, when your pod doctor starts giving you like actual medical advice for like things that you should do. She was like, well, like you haven't been to the doctor in like three years. What do you, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I was just, I'm getting my pot card. This is kind of a doctor thing. She's like, no, your blood pressure is ridiculous. Go <laughs> see a doctor. And I was like, fuck you lady. You're not even a real doctor. Like her best advice, her best advice was like, see a real doctor. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was just sort of there. Just like, look, I just get paid a hundred dollars to put people on a list to let them know, let the government know that, you know, you're abusing schedule one. That's fine. Take your money. Now go take my medical advice, go see a doctor. I was like, fine, I'll turn this into a joke. She was like, don't. I was like, all right. I won't take that advice, lady. Uh, yeah, no, but I'm, I'm really excited for this election to finally be over, uh, mostly so I can stop having to like read Facebook arguments that always end in the same way, which is like, oh yeah, you don't believe me, well check out this YouTube.com link and find out more information. It's like, there's never an instance where I'm like, oh, YouTube.com, oh, I'll go here and see what kind of arguments they got up in here, oh my god. Like, I, I, the number of like exposed Hillary videos I've seen on like YouTube.com like blows my mind. Like, you guys know this is the same place my cousin films his himself playing Minecraft, right? <laughs> this is like not at all. This doesn't legitimize anything. You know that, right? Like, no, still send me links. It's fine. Man, I wish I had an end to that one too. Doctor was like, don't do it. I was like, I'm going to do that callback. She was like, don't do it either. I was like, all right, it's not going to work. It's fine. Uh, ba -dee -boo -boo -dee -boo. Uh, everybody talks about how you should have a uh, election day, like an extra day holiday, right? Funny joke. That's what I thought. <laughs> Why would you take work off to go vote and dictate the rest of your country? Uh, you should have the whole day off. But uh, with this election, I feel like we should not only have the whole day off to vote, we should have the whole next day off to just fuck everyone who is politically opposite to you. Know what I mean? Like, do you understand how much sexual tension has built up over this fucking election? Like, I feel like we just need a national orgy day. Just fuck each other's brains out. Fine, like hipsters fucking truckers. Like we need this, guys. Like just imagine me getting my tight skinny jeans wrapped around my ankles as Darlene with a beehive is blowing me. It'd be a fantastic time. We'd all heal together as we're all coming at once. Streets would run white, red, and blue with cum, human blood, and of course, the blood of the Navi, which of course, as we could all remember, is what this country was built upon. Okay, I'm gonna go, thanks guys, bye. So I got your joke. Yeah, yeah. it's all for hey, the first time. James Cameron time. references still the play Navi. in 2016. Thank God. <laughs> Avatar 2 is coming out soon. So no, it should. isn't. Yeah, no, it is. Three years. They, they, they've got, yeah, well, they got like, <laughs> they've got the next like six planned. Um, the only thing I would say is I think the, um, the, the Minecraft thing is funny. But to me, it'd be funnier if it wasn't someone who's like a peer of yours. So if you just say like nephew or like, you know, just even if you don't have a cousin one. was made up anyway. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So I would yeah. say nephew just because that I makes it that makes it more would date me weirdly. What? what? My nephew. Yeah. 
Just I just because it's to me it's funnier if it's like a small child who's like because if it's your cousin it could be your someone who's like up yeah, it could up be here. anyone sure yeah yeah but I just think if you put in my mind an image of like a small child who's like a fucking idiot and then next to these like Hillary thing you yeah, know no like, a nephew is funny yeah yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So the, the implication as a child is it's this yeah it, making it, it, a it's business just more degrading that yeah. way in, yeah. in my opinion than, but anyway, yeah I agree I agree yeah, yeah. I, I see yeah I probably here's the thing it's like the elections tomorrow I just wanted to use these jokes that I had a while. For a while now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tomorrow. Elections tomorrow. You right? have to burn yeah, all your then jokes. We're done. Yeah. I get to you drop all my political the, shit. You can change the bit about just just making arguments through YouTube videos. Oh, it doesn't yeah. have to be that's election. true. It's strictly yeah, elections. Yeah, that's yeah, you're right. That, yeah. that bit's got legs. So, oh. mm, <laughs> so like, do I. Cold. Your weed doctor. I think it'd be funny if you maybe said something something really serious that's going on. And she very seriously was like, yeah, I, th- I think you should really see a doctor for that. And then go into that, that bit. I, Where the bu- scariest thing is that she's like, go see a real doctor. Yeah, she's like, oh, that's what you need the weed for. And like, oh, uh, yeah. Because I, I know what you're talking about, like a few people, and I, I have had that experience too, where they, they're like, oh, yeah, you should really see a doctor for that. And I'm like, oh, like, are you a doctor? Yeah, or yeah. Like, no. It's almost like dress up. Like yeah. maybe yeah. just talk about like, I, I don't know. I just play one on TV. Yeah, okay, like cool. you think everybody graduates from from uh, from medical school, but I guess the ones who fail do this, or you know, like explain what situation in what situation would they become doctors just to uh, sell the weed cards? Yeah, because weed is rad, man. It's pretty cool. And cool uh, and it was one of the first things ever put down. If you look at the pharmacological uh, libraries that the Chinese put down four thousand years ago. Uh, medical marijuana was a part of it. So, oh, we've made it like all losers and stoners are bad addicts, man. But, like, it's been a medicine for 4,000 years. So, fuck the stigma. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ken, what's up? I I really enjoyed your set. Oh, thanks, man. um, I think the last bit that you had about the uh, fucking those who disagree with you. Oh, sure. That's one that could be used I feel not just with this election but you could probably find a way to, if you did a longer like for a whole set you could integrate it in there and or just talk about the sexual tension that can build up with two people that you get in an argument with that you just are philosophically opposed to on uh, either via either via Facebook or on YouTube or through some like chat or comment section or forum like I would fuck everybody yeah. in the Glenbeck comment section. Exactly. The oh, yeah. comment oh, I'd fuck this section. No lube, no oh, foreplay, just go. It would be and the, the cute thing is, you can use for something like that. Even if it's not real, you can still use a prop, and you can use your cell phone, and you can write things down, and be like, you can pretend that there are things that were racist or weird that people wrote down, but you could actually write them down and then use your cell phone. Mm. So that could be fun. I mean, because you can, anytime where well, like you're I, like, like let read. me read a list of oh, things yeah. that happened from these people, On my but they're all oh, made up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get to actually read them off your thing. So yeah. it looks like it's real, but yeah, it's really not real, right? So, like, you get to use your notes and you get to pretend it's real, but it's yeah, yeah. not, and you're going to confuse everybody because it's comedy. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. That idea. If you still use that. That joke, and it's not about politics. It could just be about, like Ken said, just about a, people's disagreement online. And you, you'd use YouTube, like, oh yeah, like, because inevitably somebody puts a YouTube video. I was just thinking more of like the Illuminati videos. Like, why would I go to the, like the number one source for Illuminati news? Like, why is that? 
a viable source for your well, argument. Well, like when I could go to Cole this. Chapman. Oh! That's, true, that's true. You talk to me outside, guys. I'll talk your ear off. It's going to be crazy. Uh, anybody else? Thank you so much. Bye. Put your hands together. Cole Chapman, everyone. Yeah! We got two comedians left. One has been giving great comments tonight. You guys are going to love him right now. Pay attention and put your hands together, everybody, for Ken Suzuki. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you guys are agreeing to be here to hear me work jack, uh, workshop jokes that I have one more day of shelf life. It'll be awesome. Uh, yeah, the election is tomorrow. Uh, people are all excited about it. Now, the media is projecting that Hillary is going to win uh, by a pretty wide margin, which is interesting, though. But I'm like, eh, I don't know. If the Cubs could come back from, a th- from behind three games, this very well could be the season of upsets. Well, apparently, that is bad juju for Pam. But I don't, like, I've already, it doesn't hurt me, I already voted. I already voted um, about, like, two, three weeks ago. And I'd like to imagine that my reasons for voting, though, were much more noble than a uh, Prop 60. The porno, the porno bat resolution. It could have been, like, oh, I'm worried about nuclear war, domestic policy. Nope. No, please don't fuck up my come-to-pop scenes. That's all I... Don't fuck up my come-to-pops. Condoms on set. But I'm not worried about the... But I'm not really that worried about who gets elected, about a Trump presidency or a Hillary presidency. Okay, Donald Trump is the example I'll use. How does this affect me? I'm a stand-up comic. Ooh, no, Trump got elected. I got to worry about four years of hacky, bad hair jokes and shitty impressions. Is that all I got? Ooh, all the co- four years of hack and just low-hanging fruit. Ooh, nobody riding, going for easy punchlines. Really? And I, I don't know. I'm not worried about Trump because we really don't know anything about him. We know what he's said in the past, but we've got no record to, be, to uh, base his behavior off of. He'll say he said a lot of things, but we all know politicians will tell you one thing and do something completely different all the time. So as far as I'm concerned, electing a President Trump will just be like sticking your dick in a glory hole. <laughs> like you don't know what's on the other end. Could be am- the most amazing head we've ever received. Could be razor blades. <laughs> the point is, anything can happen, folks. Anything can happen. Roll some dice. Uh, <laughs> got, uh, got some terrible, my, my sex life is not that good. It's pretty bad. I, it's just like, now I feel like sex for me is just symbolized nothing but just like anger, uh, hatred, resentment, uh, and a lot of cynicism. Uh, like if my sex life could be boiled down to four words, they would be United States foreign policy. That's it. Ironic, though, because uh, conversations about foreign policy also happen to be the only things that get me hard anymore, so... We'll see where that takes us. No, really, if it would, if it could be boiled down to five words, be our treatment of Chelsea Manning. The point is, it's wrong, is all I'm saying. It is wrong. Um, and then, oh, for you polyamorous couples in the audience, I've got one question for you. Where do you guys find the fucking time? Oh my, I'm, yeah, I'm polyamorous too, in theory. 
Yeah, but between trying to do a day job, get, then making up to all the open mics, to, to, uh, <laughs> making it to the open mics, and then also giving like my primer that one person I do happen to be dating any time of day, like it, I thought polyamory was supposed to be like a laid back, like hippies, all we're chill, free love. I had no idea it was such an alpha or type A personality type activity. Do I have the time management skills of a CEO to make this work? And that's been my set. Thank you. Ken Suzuki! I think you stopped when you should have started. Uh, the time management of a CEO is the best place to start a polyamorous relationship thing because what are those ladies like? They're just too good for everyone, right? They're like, no man can help me. I need 12 of them because I run Facebook or whatever the fuck. Like it's delving into the, I feel like when you delve into the pool, the deep end of like polyamory, I think that can get, I don't know. It can be difficult because people who actually do it, but like I say, make fun of those fuckers. I'm a, I'm a monogamous <laughs> little dumb bitch. So I'm like, oh, how many men need to satisfy you, you entitled fucking cunt? Really? You need 12 people? No man is good enough? Not one, not two, but seven? And you can do that on your schedule? Seriously? Like, who is running your schedule? Do you have to get like a... a you, you cannot do polyamory without like a... A helper person what are they called personal assistant right because you you need your whole time schedule to be run by this other person well i've got to fuck steve at two o'clock on tuesday but then you know at six o'clock on wednesday you know the alarm goes off and oh no you went to the wrong person like and then you yell at your helper person who's trying to get you laid i'm just saying these entitled motherfuckers polyamory is i don't agree I can only I can make fun of it because I'm like, like oh you Pamela fucking asshole. Pretty much wrote it. She... I'm just saying, like, these polyamorous bitches. They also want to have kids after 40. Fuck them. I know you got lots of money. It doesn't mean you're not gonna have an autistic kid. What? You're gonna get the 12 people? You're in a polyamorous relationship sure to raise your autistic <laughs> child? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, th- th- you know, San Francisco. Yay. I'm sorry. Ken's jokes. People have things to but, say about right, uh, what if it's What if it's uh, your sex retary? Thank you. Thank you. Whoa! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's why I'm here. Sex retary. That's, that's brilliant. Uh, sex retary. How, how do we even say that? Sex retary. Anyways, yeah. uh, uh, I feel like for razor blades, as far as the alternate, um, I feel like it may be a little too extreme. I think maybe you have a lot of room. Uh, to do something like, I don't know, you know that bum who's always screaming at pigeons, wears exclusively one shoe, and has got an eye trailing to the left? He's probably the guy who's going to be sucking your dick. That's not, not the razor blades thing. Because, you know, that's more often than not the thing that's going to happen. We can see what's going to happen with Donald Trump. You're like, oh, the projection show, we're going to, world's going to end? It's like, oh, yeah. It's like much like, you know, jumping into a glory hole. Very rare chance that it's going to be, you know, a beautiful lady on the other side. <laughs> more, more often than not, it's going to be a... Pool of AIDS. Pool of AIDS, yeah, uh, yeah, old Mr. Pool AIDS, <laughs> coming off his porch. It's to like Kool Aid. It's like Mr. Kool Aid, but different. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Jump through the wall. All now we're all gonna die! Wow! <laughs> all clammy. Um, I, I don't have anything that that amazing to add, but I would just say um, I, I like the very last bit where the uh, just talking about the the woman needing like a you know like a being able to run a business and the scheduling stuff. But I think you could just expand that out with stuff. Like, do you know what Slack is? 
It's I, it might not be well known enough, but it's a uh, like a app for just businesses for like whole businesses to keep in contact, or then you know just like flow charts and like powerpoints. Fuck! And what stuff. are you Ian saying? That's not funny. It's real, but it's not funny. <laughs> okay. Slack. Uh, before I get off, I do want feedback. I really want to make my like pad sex life U.S. foreign policy bit work. That's the one I was hoping to get feedback on the most. Okay. You're always going to want people to laugh okay, at your waterboard joke, but it's never going to happen. Put your people hands... People do laugh at my waterboard I, joke. So, yes, Ed, there is a special peep, there are special people, and and they deserve that joke. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ken Suzuki! I love you, Ken Suzuki. I love all of your jokes, and I even love your waterboarding joke. We have, I know, it gets me so wet. Your next, I know it's his punchline. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. It's, it's good. I mean, he's an edgy comic, everyone. Your next comedian, uh, we don't know if he's edgy or not, but he has a lovely name. He's one of my people. He is Irish. Put your hands together for Kelly O'Grady. I'm actually El Salvadorian, but nobody ever, you know, picks up on that, you know. Hey everybody, I'm gonna perform some songs for you guys. Hold on, I gotta find my pics in my secret pocket. Don't look, that's secret. Okay, this first song is about hobos that live on the moon. What would happen if you took all the hobos and you put them on the moon? Hobos on the moon again. Hobos on Driving moon cars, drinking beer, doing drugs cause no cops are near. Hobos on the moon again. Hobos on the moon. Boxcar Charlie to moon base. We got a can of Spam and some 40s. We're gonna eat like kings, boys. Hobos on the moon again. Hobos on the moon. Built them a boxcar. Made out of a rocket Too busy drinking To notice no one was driving Hobos explode On the moon again Hobos explode on the moon Has anybody heard? Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. 
Has anybody been to the possibly filthiest Irish bar in San Francisco, Flanahan's? Nope, it's the filthiest Irish bar in San Francisco. You should check it out. This song takes place in Flanahan's. I was drinking in Flanahan's pub. It was filled like a German sub. It stank of gin and whiskey. Just old Irish men getting tipsy. That's when the cougars walked in. You could tell that these women were trouble from the moment that they ordered vodka doubles. They laughed like hyenas. I'm telling you, you should have seen them. Even the bouncer was scared. Ooh. They'll tell you stories from the past. Backstage with Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> Out come the claws. Fueled by bitter menopause. Drinking white wine like it was going out of style. Middle-aged women going wild. She said her name was Pam. She was making sexual gestures with her hand. She ordered me a mind eraser. She drank three, it didn't seem to phase her. Next thing I know, I'm in the ladies' room. Ooh. When I woke up, the sun was in the sky. My underpants was nowhere nearby. Her name was tattooed on my arm. The note that said, come meet me at the farm. What the fuck does that even mean? These women are obscene. Cougar, you're running out of time. You may be somebody's mom, but not tonight. Oh, not tonight. Cougar! All right, that was actually not written about Pam. I was just looking for a name. Sorry, Pam. Okay, my last song is a quote-unquote love song. This is the first time I've ever performed it, so please, it's going to be a little bit fucked up. So let's just go, wee! You mean everything to me, my dear. I love you more than Mexican beer. I remember our first date in that darkened bar. Legs on the table, showing off our scars. And you must be an astronaut, because your ass is out of this world. <laughs> Sorry. And did, and did it hurt when you fell down from heaven? 
God must be pissed, cause when she made you, she broke the mold. Your chest is heavy, cause your heart is made of gold. Your love's a caged bird, and I know why it sings. Come here, my darling, and fly away with me. And you must be a baker, cause I want to touch your buns <laughs> and you must be tired because you've been running through my mind through my mind your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard my pants are tight Cause you make me hard <laughs> You're the burning star In my galaxy Let's go get stoned And make out in your car Thank you Feedback, please. Guitar! Yes, feedback! Everybody, it was really, really, it was really entertaining. Oh, thank you. You've got, you can play a guitar, that's more than most comedians can do. <laughs> True. Oh. Um, your Hobo on the Moon, um, I like, I, uh, I loved all your songs, by the way, they're really good. Um, I was thinking maybe you could reference more, you know how they say there's a man on the moon? Maybe make it more like that, like, uh, can you just play it again? How was it? What would happen if you took all the hobos right. and you put them on the moon? Okay, yeah, and like you could talk about the like I don't I don't remember the chorus, but uh, you could say something like hobos on oh. the moon again. Oh yeah, yeah, like uh, you can't see the back of the hobo's head on the moon. Like uh, the you can't see the back of the moon. There could uh, be a whiskey distillery on the dark side of the moon. Oh yeah, yeah, like, like ancient age factory. Talk about yeah. I I thought maybe just like create like the crater face of the moon of the hobo i don't know go into the universe but a lot more, more the hobo moon hobos yeah i think it would be I, I was thinking the whole uh, the whole time that like the like you were referencing the fact that the hobo was the moon i, I don't know why i was getting oh. that imagery if you in my want head. if you want to establish it in san francisco culture you should know that in the 2015 census there were 6600 and like i think 37 people that were registered as homeless but if you can work with like taking the 60 like the 666,000 or 6,600 people I mean if you want to make it specific to San Francisco <laughs> you can talk about taking the homeless people from San Francisco and putting them on the moon be pretty good. and it could make the song have more poignancy to the people here because no one knows what to do with the 6,600 people that are homeless here so putting them on the moon sounds like a great idea I was thinking more of the classical cartoon hobo of like boxcars and right, like with the, the little stick with the stick and the and the and the oh, polka dotted thing on the end the of the cell. stick absolutely yeah and uh, just sorry, one more thing about um, your cougar song. You said she, like a cougar walked in, and you said she sounded like a hyena, but I'm like, no, she's a cougar. So maybe you could be like, you, you could be like, 
she she was a cougar. She sounded like a fucking cougar. I told you she was a cougar. Like, you know, and yeah. No, she makes a great point. Breaking the fourth wall, you could absolutely do that in your song. You can like be singing your song and then break the fourth wall and be like, no, really, guys. Like she actually was a cougar. Like it was crazy. You can you can like break it and make comments to the audience during your songs. Yeah, very true. I will do that. Um, my one thought is, that, uh, I, I really liked all the songs. I thought they're all really good. Um, but the uh, the hobos on the moon. Um, if hobos were on the moon, the biggest advantage in my mind is that they're the sidewalk poops in San Francisco would just float away. <laughs> so that's that's what I was. Needles and feces everywhere. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. Needles and feces yeah, yeah. Yeah. float yeah, up in the nice, air. You know, the Reese's and feces, and now there's no more feces. Gravity doesn't care. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, hobos on wear the underwear. Did we just give you a new uh, stanza? I think that yeah, might have happened. That's another verse that just got added tonight. Yeah, I think it might have happened. Hey, uh, do, are there any more other comments? Awesome. Jump up there. Yeah, I just Ms. wanted to make a, another suggestion about hobos on the moon, which I'll probably have stuck in my head tonight, so I won't be getting any sleep. <laughs> I apologize. It's okay. <laughs> um, it's better than Hey Jude. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, maybe you could um, you know, add something about Proposition Q, kind of work that in. I don't know... How political you are if you Is have any political songs. Is that with the campments, like the ending the tents and giving them like 24 hours to vacate before they come yeah, to their yeah. stuff? Yeah, making it illegal. I just thought I'd throw that out there. No, no, that's really good. Because I'm like kind of, I'm worried that, I, that it actually might pass. Um, but it all ends tomorrow, so I don't know yeah. how yeah. topical it will be for his material. It's just because the... Uh, like the housing and the shelters aren't in place. I mean, it, it's you know, it's it's a great idea to get, you know, uh, people out of the tents, off the streets, and into shelters, and eventually housing. But it's got to be there first. And eventually to the moon. Lots of yeah, lots of room on the moon. Lots of housing. So. Real activism. Sorry, sorry. Just one thing. I th I thought with the the cougar. What if, because you're painting a picture, right? So what if you're talking about an actual cougar who's in the bar, but in the beginning you're just like, oh, she's walking all sleek, and at the end, like, it's an actual cougar biting everyone's head off because it's a real fucking animal, and then you're stringing it along in a happy song, but then it's a, right. a gory scene. Like, she know. tore apart three bros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I just pictured the cougar from Talladega Nights. Oh, my God, that's the perfect <laughs> one. Yes, that's the ideal cougar. Hey, I'm back here. Uh, uh, I like uh, liked all the songs; they're great. Uh, I feel like the first one when you talk about uh, the, f I think it's the first verse. Talk about moon cars, mm -hmm. and then what's the line after that? Oh, driving moon cars, drinking beer, doing drugs because no cops are near. Okay, I like I like the flow of that, and it might fuck up the whole thing. But I think it'd be funny if you just preceded all those with moon. You know what I mean? Moon cops. Like moon cars, moon beer, and moon drugs. I think yeah. that's right. all yeah, yeah, you got to pre-see. I mean, they're on the moon, so Smoking you got to specify. Smoking those moon drugs. We're out of yeah. moon beer. That's going to be a funny recurring thing. Because we're hobos. Moonshine. There you go. There you go. See, it's all coming together. Um, as for the uh, last one, the concept, I assume, is like you're, taking, you're constructing a whole song out of like pickup lines that... Yes. Do you have any? That song is could be longer. No, I really like. I really dig that concept. I think it's hilarious. Uh, I feel. I there was a moment. I think it was like closer to the end of the song where you contrasted uh, uh, like something that was really sweet with something that was super crass. 
Um, and I feel like just that contrast alone, like you could you could delve into that a few more times. Like you know, and have something like very and sweet and, and Kelly O'Grady, if you want to be a famous person on the internet, just get on the Bay Area Comedy Network and say, hey, I need a punchline for this joke that needs to be about, you know, like I'm writing a song and I need to know like girls about the moon you can put all of these things out you'll get tons of suggestions from all kinds of people that'll think it's funny and because yeah, stuff and because you're the only person putting it with music your heads and tails above the rest of us you Thank have you an actual talent everybody put your hands My together for kelly o'grady the real talent can play a guitar the rest of us just talking to a microphone we suck hey this was a joke workshop i felt like tonight was a really great night i hope you guys all feel the same way as i did i felt really positive and wonderful about tonight every week we're here from six to eight on mondays if you want to join our other open mics it's friday from six to eight is the happy hour you can do those tasks to get your one through 18 pre-sign it's always 19 through 25 uh, available when you sign up last week we got through 23 comedians it was really really fun this week's um show on pamtastics is book it forward i booked david kelly and he booked someone and they booked someone and then we have two people from uh arizona and a person from chicago yay a genesis uh crazy things happen all the time here at the muni radio uh, and please join uh, apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. That's all around the internet. It's open until November, December 2nd. It's only $5, and we're looking for 52 comedians to be a part of the second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Thank you so much for being a part of everything tonight. See you next week. Good night. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutinyradio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak sailing. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now what hey there 
Sam Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Meet New Radio FM Index at podcasts.pcrcollective.org. So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. I got it. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke 
workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! and inject politics into the physician-patient relationship. I'm stunned that this POS bill would get this far, and I'm writing to call for action. If Oklahoma Governor Mary Fallon signs it, she may very well kiss her political career goodbye. She's in a bad spot. Damned if you do, and damned if you don't. Compliments of the good old boys in the good old party, that's GOP, where extremists rule the day. But then, it was her choice to remain a member of a party that votes against women. To contact Governor Fallon, here is her office phone and fact. I am unable to find an email at this time, but uh, when and if you call, please keep in mind that although she is part of the problem, she did not create the bill, nor has she signed it yet. It is hoped she will do the right thing. And Governor Mary Fallon, if you want to send her a letter, I'll read the address, or if you're in Oklahoma, I don't, if I have any listeners out in Oklahoma City or you know folks, go give her a visit. Uh, so Oklahoma State Capitals at 2300 North Lincoln 